Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Biggest winners and losers from week five, next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to FFT in Five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And we're here to recap week five of the NFL season. If you want a full recap, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today that Adam just hosted with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. They went through every game on the schedule. They got all kinds of talking points, but there are a few things we want to get to in our brief time here. And the first is a couple of significant, well, potentially significant injuries coming out of Sunday's action. Justin Jefferson left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury left in the fourth quarter, could not return. And and obviously, you know, anytime we think about a hamstring injury now, especially for a wide receiver, we're going to think about Cooper Cup. And the timeline that, that he had and the way that turned into, well, it was only going to be a couple weeks, ended up being two months. There's no reason to think it will be that, but it's just to say that initial diagnoses for hamstring injuries are often not necessarily misleading. It's just they're tricky injuries and you got to let them heal 100%. If you push it, you can end up missing a lot more time. So that's the concern here with Justin Jefferson that you know if he tries to rush back, there, there could be a, a lingering issue here and then the other one would be Anthony Richardson with a what the Colts believe is a sprained AC joint now with Jefferson it's sort of straightforward if he plays no matter what you're starting him next week if he doesn't I would think Justin uh, Jordan Addison gets a little bit of a bump and and KJ Osborne obviously moves up the hierarchy as well but I think we've just seen enough from KJ Osborne to know that he's a wide receiver for even if Justin Jefferson's out right He's got this ability to, to score touchdowns, though. Um, actually, so the stat I gave, I gave it on the main show, uh, the long show, and it was actually wrong. Uh, he had in his career 14 games with seven or more targets. He got mm-hmm. a touchdown in nine of them. He had 76 yards or a touchdown in 11 of them. Um, so he's been pretty good when he's gotten targets. Uh, this actually was a game, though, where that actually didn't hold up. He had yeah. five catches, 49 yards on nine targets. But if you tell me he's going to get seven or more targets, I think we're talking about, you know, like a Josh Reynolds this week, where a guy that sure. you can start if you're in a pinch, only two teams on by next week. But if it's an extended absence, I think Osborne should be picked up. I think the real question is going to be, what do you do with Kirk Cousins? I'm mm-hmm. definitely less enthusiastic about starting him, but I still think he could cobble together a low, low 20 fantasy point game most weeks. And they have Chicago next week, which is the, the dream matchup. Yeah, it's still going to start him. Probably still going to throw a bunch in that game, although... You know, obviously, if they beat Chicago soundly, he may not. But the one I do want to talk about uh, is Anthony Richardson. And it's just, I do have a little bit of concern now that he's left three of his first five career games with injuries. Not that, like, he can't stay healthy or anything, because it's too early to say that. It's just, do the Colts change how they use him? It's, it's such a fine line between keeping a guy safe and not using what makes them so special and in Richardson case it's obvious his rushing production so that's my concern moving forward where 
if he was my number one QB for fantasy, I probably do want to make sure I have a very good backup or at least a backup I feel comfortable with. Even if it's someone, you know, who you won't maybe want to start every week, but has upside if you need him, like a Sam Howell who had a big game uh, this week. Let's move on to some of the winners and losers here. And I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, who had his big breakout game of the season, 140 yards on eight catches. Again, second, maybe we need to get him like some bionic hands, just like extend his fingertips just a little bit, because <laughs> at least two weeks in a row that he has been like an inch and a half away from scoring a touchdown. This time it was Derek Henry slightly overthrew him, which I guess you can kind of understand and excuse. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, he's been earning targets at a very high rate all season. The one exa- exception was when he was dealing with that ankle injury. 11 targets in this one, target rate up to 29%. Uh, I think he's probably a must-start wide receiver moving forward. Obviously not the number one guy he used to be, but still someone who's probably in my lineup more often than not. Adam, who's a winner for you? I, you think you got to go with Joe Burrow. I mean, he got his groove back. You yeah. pointed out how bad he was throwing the ball downfield. He made some beautiful throws downfield. Jamar Chase out, somehow outscores DJ Moore with 52 PPR fantasy points this week. Um, I think it's a great sign. He's got Seattle in week six, and I think he's a no-brainer must-start, and then a bye week. And if he's coming off two straight great performances, which is the hope, then you're just starting him rest of season. I mean, week after the bye week, it's San Francisco. But I, I'm so encouraged by what we saw with Joe Burrow. Maybe he was telling the truth that he really did feel the mm-hmm. best he felt after a game, after the week four game. So that's the clear winner for me is, is the Bengals offense ticking up with Joe Burrow, hopefully back to being himself. Yeah, this is what I wrote in my week five QB rankings piece. I do believe we'll see Burrow play at a high level at some point this season, but I'm not expecting it in week five, and I want to stay as far away as I can. Yeah, I Me too. I, I guess half credit maybe, <laughs> but no, that, that one looks like a pretty big L. Uh, who's your biggest loser for this week? You know, I wouldn't say biggest loser, but just a non, maybe a non-obvious loser to me is Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So you could recall, let's say, when Dalvin Cook would get hurt, no matter how well Alexander Madison would play, Dalvin Cook would come back and get his same role. No mm-hmm. change. Uh, I don't know how you can take Zach Moss completely off the field at this point. Yeah. It's not just today. He's obviously having a phenomenal season so far. And he's not just some retread. You know, he, you know once upon a time, there was some hope that he was going to be a good player. We never really saw it, but he's, he's just been great. So I never had a thought that Taylor wouldn't come all the way back to to uh, being the main guy with basically no competition. That thought is in my head now. So I still expect him to be the best back on the team. I still expect him to be a must start, but maybe not with as much upside as we thought before, because I don't know how you don't give Zach Moss something. The the one thing I would say in regards to that is in 2021, Jonathan Taylor was the number one running back in fantasy. The other running backs on the Colts combined for 153 touches. Now, that's not quite 10 touches per game, but it's pretty close. So, you know, I I do think like there could be room for Zach Moss to get 10 to 12 touches per game for Taylor to get 18 to 22 and still be very good given, you know, what Shane Steichen wants to do with his offense. But yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I'm working on my winners and losers column for week five right now. And I I think Zach Moss is going to have a role moving forward. My my loser for this week is definitely Miles Sanders, who, you know, last week I wrote uh, it off a little bit as, you know, him not being 100% healthy, splitting touches with Chuba Hubbard. Well, this week he was, you know, he fully practiced on Friday. He wasn't on the injury report. 
He was the lead back through the first quarter, played, I think, 17 of the first 22 snaps. Then he fumbled, and he played like 25% of the snaps the rest of the way. Now, that doesn't mean Miles Sanders is just in the doghouse forever, but uh, given how unimpressive he's been, I, I think this is probably going to be a timeshare. It's a bad offense. Neither running back looks particularly good in this offense right now. I think it's probably just a stay away situation. If you want to go add Chuba Hubbard, he's, I think, 60% roster in CBS Fantasy Leagues. Go for it. I think it's pretty unlikely there's any point where we're excited about starting Chuba Hubbard. So I'm not particularly looking forward to that, but he's a running back who seems likely to get touches. So I guess that works. But yeah, Sanders, I was hopeful that he could have some top 15 upside this season. That's pretty much done. I think he's just in a timeshare moving forward. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.